Greetings and welcome to the youth political podcast that is Politbabble, where this week it is all about our voting systems. I'm Oliver and as usual I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Archibald. Hello. Well yes, we don't actually have a guest this week for once, which means Oliver and I can get right down to cracking on with the business. Absolutely. So, so uh, what do we get up to this week? Well, I've, uh, for the past few days, been rehearsing most of the days for uh, a show that I'm in at the Gaiety Theatre in a few weeks' time called A Chorus Line, so that's very interesting exciting. Uh, yes, it'll be my first time playing an adult principal role so yes. oh very exciting well well, yeah. well done hope, hope it, hope yes, it goes well yeah so uh in a few weeks time the 7th to the 14th of august get on mm-hmm. down book your tickets at villagaity.com uh and come watch chorus line 7th to the 14th of august got to give it a little plug here what's it about what, what's it about uh, chorus line is about uh well it's about an audition process but it has uh, the people that get get th- obviously there's a Mm. It's an audition process yeah. to get into a show, a chorus line. Uh, so it's basically they have a mass audition, and then seventeen people get through to the next stage of the uh, audition. So really, what they're doing is a live performance of an audition. Yes, and or it goes into the backgrounds and lives and past experiences of the performers, uh, and it's it's quite poignant at this time uh, because it it it's, talks about how hard it's been for some of the performers. And it's very relevant at the moment with how um, many performers and actors and dancers have had a very challenging past 18 mm. months. Indeed. So are you sure it's not actually just that you're practising for the audition and then you actually go up and that is actually the real audition, Oliver, is out there on the stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's how it is. It's, it, it is oh. it's a really good show. So definitely have they watch. Have they decided already who goes through? Yes. Uh, like, oh, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. audience... Oh. I, Unfair, unfair. Yeah, I'm not going to say who gets through, whether I do or not. You'll have to come watch the show. Indeed. Leave it on a cliffhanger there. Absolutely. But due to the weather being so lovely, uh, it's no longer a great question this week, but rather a question of what, Oliver? Uh, Well, what ice cream would you consume at this moment in time? Ooh, well, consume is a very, very good word. Mm. So I'm not sure whether I consume it more, lick it or watch it melt in my hand than this, where they'll instantly turn into a puddle. Yeah. Uh, But I must say, luckily, we're not in the south of England at the moment, where there's like 33 degrees. I mean, for the Isle of Man, I think we've broken records this week. It has been absolutely delightful. I mean, looking out the the Mm. studio window at the moment, there's, well, there is actually, I was going to say there's not a cloud in sight, but there is actually one cloud in sight. (laughs) Oliver, Oliver. It's audio. Yes, they didn't. They yeah. didn't know. They yeah. didn't know. But the the bay is is mm. is like a is like a pond. It's amazing. But have you been up to much this week? Before we get on to the ice cream question. Uh, not particularly. No, Had, uh, finishing the last week of school so far, oh, and then yes. I'm off to enjoy the lovely sweltering heat. I must say. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So if I, if mm. I was going to be an ice cream, hmm, I don't know. Oh, I what probably. What ice cream would you consume? Yeah, well, oh, I do like yes. a Magnum. Yes. I do like a Magnum. I do like a Solero, so I'd, I'd have to, if for a f- specific flavour, I'd go for salted caramel. There we are. Yeah, you can't beat a bit of salted caramel ice cream, especially mm. Davison's. Ooh, lovely. <laughs> Max plug there, of course. Well, I must say, uh, for me, it's very, very close between a brilliant, I think, Ferrero Rocher ice cream I had uh, when I was away. Uh, I love Ferrero Rocher, brilliant yeah. chocolate. Um, or I think I'd go for hazelnut overall. I do have a good hazelnut, hazelnut ice cream, very yeah. tasty. I don't think I've ever had it. Oh, I do recommend hazelnuts, brilliant nut, up there with macadamia nuts for me. 
Uh, another acquired nut, which is quite odd. But, you know, there we go. Oh, so, going away from ice cream, uh, we can, we, we're here, we're voting on ice cream. Yeah, uh, we in can a go way, back to we're the... voting. So, we're going back to... What really process are we using? Obviously, for ice cream, we're not actually voting. But here on the Isle of Man, we use a very interesting form of democracy. So, we usually would have, I think, generally, the most common forms of electoral processes are first past the post, where the person who gets the most votes in a certain area gets gets in for that seat mm-hmm. um or we have uh proportional representation where the party gets the share of the vote and the mm. share of the vote then gets the share of the seats in the main parliament um so here on the isle of man we have what i what i'd like to describe if you do political science and study <laughs> the isle of man extensively please do feel free to correct but it's almost like a double first pass the, mm. a du- double pass the post system really because the first two people the top two people with the most votes in each constituency with 12 constituencies they all have two seats they, the they didn't two, used to they though. didn't used to it, and uh, it's we, more shall, f- we shall confuse it's, people yeah it's more f- it's fairer now than it yeah. was isn't it yeah so the f- top two people uh, who top the polls in each constituency get seats mm-hmm. so if two um, members of our parliament so MHKs members of the House of Keys which is our lower house um, two uh, MHKs for each constituency which is quite interesting it's quite old mm. it's quite yeah, old it, it is mm. yeah but it, I think it does work quite well it makes it makes it more fair in a way because mm-hmm. if you look at the uk you could have uh maybe let's say it's usually labor and conservatives kind of vying for that top yeah. place and most of the seats bar a few obviously so you'd then have like a big share of conservative votes and they'd be like uh, missed out very slim majority of like one percent or something and you'd have labor underneath and they don't get represented. So if you had two for each constituency, you'd, well, you'd have double number of MPs. It would be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but if you had two uh, for each constituency, then you get both sides. You get more of the you build Equal more of the electorate have a representative yeah. who they voted for. Um, but obviously, we do, we're talking, uh, and it's kind of if you look to the UK and implemented the Isle of Man system to the mm. UK, you'd have like. Is it like ridiculous, like 18,000 MPs or something wow. stupid? Ridiculous amount. Um, but, you know, more representation at the local yeah. level, I assume. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, as on the Isle of Man as well, obviously we have the, the upper house, which is obviously elected by the MHKs. So that's not to everyone's agreement. And then w- within the upper house, we have our attorney general sits in there and our bishop as well. Um, obviously, they are not. They're they're already in there no matter what, but um, that's that's not most favourable um, by some people. Oh, we see the UK, which is a kind of comparable, mm. is a Westminster-style democracy, where the upper houses are all unelected. They're all uh, well. I suppose here we could argue our uh, members of the Legislative Council, which is our upper house, aren't really elected by the people. They're ele- elected by the elected. Yes, and uh, if they're your fr- and if they if they're your friend or whatever, or you know, oh, we don't then... <laughs> crony politics, Oliver. Oh, what are you talking about? No. And obviously, the chief the chief minister as well is that's another thing that many people in the Isle of Man want to do. They want to wherever you. I propose that you want if you want to be a MHK uh, sorry a chief minister then you have to give advance notice and then mm. you'd get put on you'd also do uh, when you go to the poll you'd have a vote for each chief minister that wanted to be put forward and then you could vote for one of them but it but makes the, it complicated it's, it makes it yeah. far too complicated because obviously if chief minister because you'd be then voting you'd be voting yeah. all Ireland then mm. and then people might say well why don't you just have all Ireland MHKs and Oh, Guernsey yeah. introduced though. That's more of a, I suppose, oh, more 
proportional. It's more like it's like twenty four members passed the post or something. However, mm. members of the uh, the lower house, they all get it's voted island wide now. I think it's Guernsey or Jersey. Uh, they do confuse me. The two of them, they're very yeah. much like. They're very uh, close as well. Very close as well, and very very warm weather at the moment. Ridiculously yeah. hot. Um, but their system is more island. They introduced island wide ballot in the last one, so you stood and as an island. And you you voted for your top twenty four, which makes it more confusing because top twenty four. They were have many in the in the parliament. Right. You vote for all of them, uh, so you rank them. It's, it's quite it's quite odd. And here, that must be that must come become very complicated. It, it becomes a lot of work because yeah. you have to read more manifestos. You have to vote for more people. You have to rank them. It's it, it's very mm. yeah. It's, it's very um, odd. I'd say. So there is no, con- there is just one, one constituency then. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I think, um, uh, I think it's. Yeah. I suppose it makes sort of less admin work in some ways, you know, but then more in others. It'd be very it's... funny if I was totally, totally wrong on this. It's yeah, it's not actually, it's not actually <laughs> Guernsey. So do yes, do do your own, own research. It, it, ah, so yes. It is Jersey. So the electoral uh, system was changed in 2018 uh, by a referendum. We love referendums, don't we? Absolutely. Uh, there were 38 members of the state, which is their lower house or par- parliament, will be elected from a single island-wide constituency by plurality at large voting, with voters able to cast 38 votes. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is quite... Mm. It's, it's, it, I must say, it, it is quite, that's quite a lot of votes to vote for. Uh, but that's a different system. It's plurality at large. Mm-hmm. It's very, very large. But it's still a form of first-past-the-post system. Um, but let's say, we, we obviously, the other, we haven't talked about the other uh, other um, system, which is obviously proportional representation, mm. where the number of votes your party gets is the number of seats you get. And I think a good example of that, I uh, suppose, in, in Canada's... Uh, I think was it was it Canada's? Oh no, I'm I get confused because lots of countries there's been lots of um, lots of analysis done to kind of show the different map. And it was, it's quite interesting if you looked at the UK, mm. where obviously the Conservative Party wouldn't really be in power without a coalition because proportional representation they form a lot of coalition uh, coalitions because governments are very parties are very unlikely to achieve above fifty percent majority in parliaments. Uh, that is quite rare. Uh, to do so, it's 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 a very odd system. What do you think about uh, proportional voting? Um, I suppose it's for, for for party politics. Obviously, it sort of does work, doesn't it? Um, mm. But no, I'm not the biggest fan. I think the first past the po- first pa- past the first past the post is probably the best way to do it. But then you have obviously, um, obviously, in the, I I only found this out recently. Um, you have police and crime commissioners as well. I didn't because obviously on the Isle of Man. Oh yeah. Y- you just make your way up the constabulary, and that's how you become, you know, the, the leader of it. Whereas in the UK, it's done sort of politically. Mm, yeah. Well, they they have they have a degree of oversight. It's yeah. Not, it's not necessarily a total. Um, can, they don't they don't become a police officer, so they can't go arrest random people. Yeah. Because they're voted in politically. That that would be rather that would be rather interesting if they did. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, there's most of them. Okay, proportional representation. There are different varieties. So some countries um, use. I think it's um, some countries use proportional representation and kind of first as opposed. They have party votes on the regional level. Uh, I think Scotland is an example of this. They have the regional level of votes, 
uh, percentages, and that's how you get more seats. And then you have the constituency votes, where you vote in constituency. That's still first past the post. So that mm. combines a mixture of the of of both. Uh, and then we see um, proportional list, uh, proportional representation, which is more of a party list. So it's done by parties. So we see countries like Spain, like Sweden, like Switzerland, where they'll have a vote in your party. You vote, you put your vote for the party, and then nationally, that all gets collated and put in. So we would see kind of in the UK Parliament, for example, you'd see a lot more Green Party seats, I suppose, in the last election um, if you did have proportional representation because they had lots of different support but scattered across the country. Mm. And obviously Brighton, there's one one MP, but it's very, very far scattered there. Mm. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting, isn't it? All the different, different ways of doing things, but I suppose that's what makes the world have a good democracy, isn't it? By the different the different ways and I suppose the Isle of Man kind of wants to change how things are done don't they in what ways well with the chief minister don't they they want to they want it to become sort of an you have to announce prior to um to because I've seen the Isle of Man you don't find out who the chief minister is until October and then they make and then the chief minister then gets to decide who he wants or she wants uh in their cabinet but, um, but arguably, I'd say... It's, whereas it, they'd put their... They, if, they, if they weren't to do that, they'd put in advance notice, yes, I want to be put forward for chief minister. Um, and then you go on on voting day and you get you vote in your constituency for two candidates and then you've got another uh, piece of paper which uh, has a list of all the... Now, what would you do? Would you vote for just one... What would you do? Would you vote for just one candidate... Uh, on the for chief minister, or do you rank them? Well, I I I, I, w- I would personally say um, I don't think it's the majority of the island would want to introduce that. We're yeah. very, we're very um, I think it's almost like t- ten years behind, which is it's just nice in a way because we can see. But would you? Argue, yeah. I don't think the majority I would want that at all, uh, and it's a very very messy system. Yeah. Because if you had a voting for chief minister on the same ballot, it'd be better if you wanted to do something like voting for chief minister, you'd want, um, you'd either want to introduce a party system where you would know what the leader is voting on the party or you'd want to have a chief minister vote separate to the election. Yeah. But then that introduces voter apathy. But if you had the, um, the problem is if you had an elected chief minister, if you go away from the logistics of how you would do it, is if you have an elected chief minister, the chief minister is kind of the government and the chief minister mm. will still select his cabinet so the chief minister still has or selects her cabinet or select their cabinet for example mm. uh, that the chief minister still has that control and the government proposes the legislation which goes through into parliament with the exception of obviously a few uh, private member bills um, but then it appears that the chief minister's proposed legislation uh, the other 23 members or 20 18 members out of Coman decide they don't like the chief ministers yeah. uh, they don't like the government's proposals and it becomes in deadlock. It's very yeah, important yeah, yeah. to have a chief minister who has the support of Timbal. Yes, but no. If you yeah, went yeah. into having that party vote, it does look a bit bolshy and a bit egotistic to say, oh, yes, I'm standing. Oh, yes, I want to be chief minister. I'll put it on. And, uh, the, and then you don't and then you like don't that. get in. That's get the in. other thing. And, that, and it's a bit yeah. like, hmm, that person wants it to become our leader, but he's had no experience yet. Yeah. And, he, he, and even if they did have yeah. experience and they didn't get in. It'd be a bit. But, 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 so you, you're not for that. No, no. I'm not for an elected chief minister. It's just like but in the so, UK. So you don't want to. A... But 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 do you personally want a say in who your chief minister is? I think I think it should be left to the parliament. Mm. If we had a party system, well, obviously then I'd have a say depending on if I voted in the party mm. or you voted as for the party. Then you have a say. 
But I don't think it should be... I, I should have a say if it's yeah. elected independently, purely because they'll create parliamentary deadlock, which would be awful in all cases. Yes. Um, obviously, you've talked about it before, but I thought I'd just bring it up because we've been talking about parties and stuff, but currently in the Isle of Man, there isn't a very... There is, par, there is party parties present, but there's not really party politics at the moment. Do you no. think they'll... There, there could be a chance that there'll be more that there'll be more parties within Timwald in September. People have been pushing it for a while, but there's always there's been parties around. I think the next mm. Labour Party has been celebrating 121 years. It's yeah, not, it's not. There's but it's never n- become ne- a party yeah. system. Yeah, and it's never really even had. You know, we're several not, we're seats. We're not built. You know, I, yeah. w- I wouldn't say we're built for a party system mm. because we have things would so have to, things would change though, wouldn't they? There's so many variety of views. So to encompass that in a party, you need many, many parties. And it, our, gov- our parliament doesn't really lend itself well to having parties because then, oh, we would elect a LegCo. Well, if you had a big party of, let's say, it's, uh, you have the two sides, well, obviously then when the LegCo seats the four come up for election, they'd replace them with yeah. four Labour Party or four Green Party. Yeah. For example, that's probably what would happen if you look at the UK. And then, well, let's say they stay in and they stay in power and you've got the LegCo election comes around again and the government's back in, then you have eight all in the same party in LegCo. It doesn't necessarily lend itself well, but having independence, they can mm. kind of model and kind of shift alliances within it, which is quite which is quite, quite interesting. Yeah. Mm. But if you looked at the UK, if they introduced, if you go back to proportional representation, uh, it's quite interesting the analysis done because uh, under first past the post, the Conservatives have and currently have mm-hmm. uh, 365 seats in Parliament. Uh, actually, they might have more or less, that's 2019 statistics. Yeah, they've the, gone up. Uh, yeah. Actually, has it changed? Because they've had the by-election where they gained a seat the and the by-election where they lost, they lost a seat. seat. So it's where, neutral. Yeah, where the Lib Dems got in. Um, but under that, under proportional representation, they lose 77 seats. And they wouldn't have an outright majority. Um, I don't... They wouldn't have an outright majority. They would be under majority. Oh. The Brexit party, on the other hand, would have 10 seats and they currently have none in Parliament. Or the Reform Party, rather. Uh, Labour, I think... Would Labour have gone up? I think uh, Labour would have, again, gone up 14, so not many. They did an awful performance anyway in in 2019. It was was very, very happy uh, to see that. Um, But then we have Liberal Democrats. They would have massively increased by about 59. Sorry, Sorry. Archie, what happened to us being non-partisan? I thought we were partisan. (laughs) We can have the variety to challenge views there. Uh, And then the Green Party would have increased their share by, like, would have had 11 more Yeah, it would have gone up, yeah. Uh, and SNP would have massively reduced their yeah. power within 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 the Westminster system. It's, it's quite fascinating the, the differences if we had it. Mm. What would you say? Would would you think we do you think we should keep first past the post? Should we do a mix of first past the post and uh, proportional, where you have the regional lists and party lists, and they get seats anyway? Um, um, or do you think we should go full? On proportion, obviously, there's many other voting systems. I do very I basic. Th- yeah, 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 no, I think mm. first past the post, I think, yeah, I think it's, in my way, it's the fairest way of doing it, and it's, yeah, it, yeah, I just, I think that's the best way. Well, there's, obviously, we could suggest other, other, uh, other, um, other suggestions. Other way, yeah, other, other, other ways, ways of voting. We could, we could go on to look at loads of different countries and places. And there, there's so many done. different systems, which are obviously, yeah. Once you create a theory, I could create a system myself. I could yeah. say only those over one million pounds in uh, net worth can be able to vote, uh, yeah. and only those over one billion pounds can actually have any power. And we yeah, elect only, one leader uh, yeah. to do everything. That's a yeah. voting system. Only only people mm. over the age of fifty can stand. You know, and... <laughs> you, you, uh, the voting <laughs> systems can become very very uh, interesting. 
But obviously at the knockout rounds, we see the French presidential races, usually I'd suppose mm. more knockout, where you kind of whittle it down. So you say, well, let's put, the, let's say you have 10 people. Uh, this is just knockouts. Well, you then, the 100 people, they all vote. Well, the last two get knocked out. They have this in the Conservative Party leadership elections usually. So well, then, and, and that's where the party votes. And then no, this is just in, if you had a knockout right, uh, okay. system. And then the next, the next, so let's say you had five candidates. Yeah. yeah. Um, you vote, you do the first round of voting. Let's say uh, the last candidate then gets knocked out. The last two get knocked out because they're the least votes. Then right. those two, people who voted for those two, then have the chance in the next round to vote for any one of the next three. And you can whittle it down to get two. So though basically everyone has a more of a democratic voice because let's right. say I voted for a candidate who gets one vote. I'm the only person who gets voted them. My vote there doesn't matter. But with knockout voting, you have the opportunity to vote again. So you almost like you have different rounds of vote, rounds of voting really, right. which is quite quite interesting. Yeah, is not very lending itself towards mass voter participation. Because I'm sure Oliver, if I asked you to go out to the polls like ten times for a proper knockoff round you might get uh, voter apathy. Yes. Well, would you, or would you continue to vote? You'd probably continue well, to vote. I w- would, because but, I'm interested. Yeah. But if you weren't... Um, lots of people would just and, say, yeah. Ah, yeah, and this, this. Is why I'm, this. this is why the Isle of Man only comes around once every five years. Yeah. So Although hopefully you're all eager for Thursday, the 23rd of September 2021, where the Isle of Man heads to the polls for the general election. I know I, know I am, Oliver. Yes. I know I am. I don't I think know that you we, are. Do you think... I don't know. I don't think there'll be much voter apathy for that, will there? I think no. people will be eager. It'd be to interesting. Get to the polls. It'd be really interesting if the uh, turnout rates went really far up. That'd be really good. I think they will. Mm. I think I think they will. But if they if, if they follow the same uh, methods of a certain sort yeah. on Twitter, uh, <laughs> where they won't register to vote because the government might then because they have to put their information into electoral register, uh, or alternatively. Uh, think that MHK. I, I, this is another system where you have recall mechanisms. I, I suppose recall mechanisms work under set circumstances. So if they committed a criminal offence, recall them absolutely. If they committed uh, suspended from Parliament for so long for mis- disorderly conduct, yeah, recall mechanism. But you can't add a recall mechanism for absolutely any reason at all if you get ten percent of electors. Because quite simply, if ten percent of electors really dislike the candidate, ninety percent like them. The ten percent mm. keep recording election after election after election, purely just because they can. And then that, that, that's an interesting point of our electoral process. Should we have recall mechanisms, Oliver? Throwing questions out and more questions mm. to come. I don't think so, no. No. Oh, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Anyway, this week, I suppose, we had a very, very interesting choice for our historical figure because they're still alive. Yes, they weren't that long ago not in power. Uh, they were the 44th president of the United States of America. Any guesses who it is? I don't know. You Bar- tell us. It is Barack Hussein Obama. Yes, uh, he was president of the United States from January the 20th, 2009 to January the 20th, 2017. So he served two terms. Mm. Uh, a member of the Democratic Party. He was the first African-American to be elected as uh, to be elected for presidency and previously served as the United States Senator. So, yeah, very interesting man indeed. And obviously his vice president was Joe Biden. And Joe Biden has obviously now gone on to become President of the United States. 
But can you remember that, Oliver? Because <laughs> always the question. <laughs> I knew, I knew there was going to be a comment there. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Can you remember if he's vice president or not? Uh, but interesting, Obama. He, he's had an interesting legacy. He did. Mm. He did. He did cause a few wars. In yeah, he did cause a few conflicts. He's mm. Very critical. He was. Uh, Donald Trump was very uh, critical of him, wasn't he? He made a lot of criticism and stuff about him. But yeah, no. Um, Definitely a, a very interesting president, um, yeah, and he he uh, did two terms, uh, unlike Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump, I think, was very mm. certain that he was going to uh, do two terms, and he, he um, I know we're going a bit away from Barack Obama here, but uh, he blamed a lot of the, I mean, it's still it's American politics, yeah, yeah. but um, he blamed a lot about the postal system, which is uh, something else that's to do with voting um he he called it sort of scandalous didn't he well i suppose, I suppose he also uh, did kind of revoke quite a lot of obama administration obama administration era legislation so we saw obamacare mm. we tried to dismantle i think he failed in the end which is interesting mm. um but although he did trump didn't actually uh start any new wars after yeah. after obama which is quite interesting because we've seen a lot of uh, it does seem Americans do like to meddle in foreign affairs. So yeah. About it's it's very interesting the contrast between the two because one basically it swings and roundabouts American politics. Like Obama introduced all these things, signed the Paris Accord. Trump comes into power, gets rid of them. Biden comes back, brings them back yeah, in. Just, it goes, it goes in roundabouts. It's, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's like a turntable. Really. It is. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose it makes it exciting, doesn't it? And and I suppose that's why people. <laughs> Frustrating. It's probably that. why people probably will go back to Trump, won't they, in twenty twenty four? Well, we don't. We don't know. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. Provi- yeah. Yeah. Oh, crikey. Yeah. yeah. It's not not I mean, long I'm away. pretty sure he does want to. He'll stand again. He probably wants to yeah. stand. Yes. Well, moving on from our historical pick of the week, what's the news looking like, Oliver? Well, it's certainly been a very interesting week for us all on the Isle of Man with our weekly roundup of the headlines. So there is currently, I think, uh, 893 active cases of coronavirus on the Isle of Man. Lawrence Skelly is now the new president of Timwold. Pharmacies run out of lateral flow tests. Mark Cavendish wins the green jersey at the Tour de France, but misses out on the stage win record. And there's a plea from businesses for self-isolation. As well as this, I, I've, I've gone beyond the, oh, the theme keep, keep tune going, now. Keep going. But, um, there's been lots to cover. So, um, And also the DOI, the Department of Infrastructure, is under fire for not doing enough to help with local elections. So we'll go back up to the top. I think there's 893... I think there's 893 cases. Yes. There's obviously been um, sort of... There's 101 last week. Yes. Was, I think that, yes. that says a lot. Yeah. Th- th- this lot. time last week when we were recording, I think there's 101. Mm. I, I think it's probably going to... It's probably gone up. I'll have to check now whether there's still 893 well, it, it, cases. You go up in about 12... Sorry, you, we can give you an update at the well, end of the programme. Yeah. 12 minutes uh, when the daily case... Uh, oh, oh, here we go. No, oh, no, no. no. We've got it now. Out. They're out. Uh, they're out. They usually come out at half three now, but it does say... Uh, three in hospital as COVID cases Ooh. top 1,000. Ah. Uh, so there's been ah. 103 cases in the last 24 hours. Um, yes, but uh, good news is at the moment nobody is in intensive care. And obviously yes. if you are in hospital, yes. we pass on our best wishes and regards. And uh, we hope anyone that's currently uh, isolating, isolating yes. with coronavirus that they make a full speedy recovery. Uh, so now 
Lawrence Skelly is the new president of Timwell this morning. Uh, congratulations. Yes, congratulations, indeed. Mr. Yes. Skelly. Uh, there was two people uh, contesting um, for, uh, for Mr. Skelly and Mr. Watterson. Mr. Watterson. Yes. Yes. Uh, so congratulations to Lawrence Skelly. He will serve the post until 2026, and I imagine he can carry on from then i suppose i don't yeah it clearly goes up for maybe it goes up for re-election mm. um pharmacies run out of lateral flow tests so later on last week the mm. alaman government made a uh new policy which was if you're a close contact of someone that's tested positive with covid19 you'd no longer have to self-isolate and you could partake in a uh seven day home i don't know why it's seven days because the actual isolation period on the Alamand currently if you've got COVID-19 is 10, ten yes. uh, but it's a seven day home testing thing which you could partake in um, with lateral flow testing currently there and very much of high demand but interestingly I, 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 I was quite shocked at this if you test positive on a lateral flow which I suppose the NHS said was about 99.9% correct in most I've, cases well i've seen that they're, they're not they're, that much they're they're, they're, they're most the most positive wise i said mm-hmm. positive wise yeah. oh, right. they, yeah, they're yeah, very yeah. like they're very yes. like if you get positive if you've got high like, levels of coronavirus yeah. then yes but if if you, it, it could like you, for some people it could be in your system if you're negative yeah you you could you're more likely to be a false negative than yeah. if you're positive you are to be a false positive yeah definitely. um but you're not mandated to isolate if you test positive no, for actual, it's right? only on a pcr so test. i could go out i could go to shops i could go Obviously, isn't wouldn't be responsible, but the point is you're not mandated to do so. No. Nor are you mandated, I think, to book a la- a book PCR test. No, so because um, you could dispose yes. of that, you could destroy it immediately. Exactly. The, the only reason that you're legally required to self-isolate is under a PCR test because you get a direction notice yes. which legally requires. That. It's it's quite interesting. Um, but obviously, lateral flow tests, uh, they actually they've run out of stock now. Yes, it's just yeah, as, as you they, said, they, they, because yeah. they do come in. Um, uh, and then they people go for them, but uh, I think now they only really want you to get one if you've been sent an email by one 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 that you're a close contact because they just don't want anybody and but everybody it's, getting it's them. Mo- it's important. But I think it's safe that yeah. everyone gets them. If but, you feel uncomfortable mm. about it all, then I think you should have access to them. Well, uh, a couple of days ago, I went down to one of the school car parks where the civil defence was distributing them. I was twenty past eight, which is twenty minutes since they started. I was running a tiny bit late, twenty minutes. Mm. All gone. Yeah. And I thought, and they said, oh, oh, we are apparently going to get some more stock in later this evening. We don't know when. So it was a bit like, hmm, it's, it's potluck if you get them or not. Uh, so, yeah, that, 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 it, it is quite, it's yeah. quite, quite, quite a lot of cases. Yeah, there's quite a but, lot of cases. But we're vaccinated. So we, what do you well, think? We're oh, not. Well, we're not, obviously. But, I um, mean, general, yes, do you think we should the, open up? Um, I think we need to add more mitigations in place, for example, such as... Uh, face masks uh, in buildings that are not very well ventilated. Um, obviously, that can be an option, but I think it should be pretty much mandatory. Well, the, U- um, the, U- the UK has gone to Freedom Day yeah, as well, yeah. which yesterday. And uh, yeah. I mean, we've got more mm. cases now than the UK, in you know, in some some ways. Good to mention here. We yeah. have more cases, I think, uh, if it was per, it, yeah, per head, maybe. Per head, yeah. Uh, it's starting to be more... Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, the UK is under a thousand cases for 66 million. That would be pretty astonishing. Yeah, well. and I think we should stop mm. not having massive large gatherings because I do we feel we like did, they are super spread. My, my main point is, if you do... You, currently, we're forced to um, PCR test if we arrive on island, uh, but those vaccinated aren't. But it is mm. cute, I think this is keeping the policy consistent. If you require the unvaccinated to PCR test, why not Why not 
test the vaccinated because the vaccinated have been proven they can still spread it around. That's how it got onto the island. Mm. So that is quite interesting, I must say. Um, yeah, I must say it's, it's good. Moving on, uh, it's very good news for Mark Cavendish. Well, yes. not, not yeah, very yeah. good. Good news, regardless. Yeah, no, uh, but very good news. No, yeah, I think he is probably uh, one, uh, probably the best uh, cycle, best sportsman the Isle of Man has ever had. Mm. Uh, undoubtedly, um, hopefully he'll be back next year to get the all-time record for stage wins, uh, which will be absolutely phenomenal. Indeed, and he'll probably indeed. be known as the greatest cyclist or the greatest sprinter. Mm. Uh, of all time i think he's done exceptionally well for himself he's just shown that anything is possible um because he he's not uh he's not a spring chicken anymore uh he got his first stage win i'm not sure when it was but quite a long time ago mm. anywho i think it's now time to move on no, no, oh, oh you want uh, to cover the, something the else DOI. oh seen, yes the, the local elections yes. coming up this Thursday, which we, we might we might be out, but then we no, I've already been. So they were we're out on Thursday uh, on Thursday the twenty uh, second. The local elections, those now self isolating, can't vote nor can they register for an absentee ballot. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit like, well, you're gonna have to. You should have. You should have now, in hindsight, you should have applied and you should have guessed that you're going to catch coronavirus before you knew you're going to catch coronavirus. It's quite quite shocking the, the the way it's gone. Yeah, it is. It's 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 a pain, and I, it it will spoil some people that are part of that. How many people isolating will be really disappointed? Will have wanted to vote. Well, some candidates. And it, yeah, will and be yeah, more yeah, and it mm. will affect. You know, it is someone's yes. dem- democratic right to vote. I think they should have figured. They should have had plans in place. Thinking about that. This is the problem with the yeah. with the government at the moment. It's either we go full out and do something mm. like locking Indeed. down, or we just scrap everything. And it's the same with with these elections. Is that it's the planning that they they, they should have put forward. Um, it, you know, worst case scenario, because um, it's either that like they did do with the elections, we're either going to yeah. postpone them, yeah. or we're going to have them. And there is no okay. We're going to put these sort of mitigation mitigations mm. in place to help them carry on. But yeah. Indeed, indeed. Well, turning to the UK news, uh, Dominic Cummings sat down for his first interview, which is, which is quite interesting. Uh, the record heat wave happened in the UK with the Met Office's first extreme weather warning. Uh, and there's a record of 430 uh, migrants uh, in one day crossing the channel. Wow. And also uh, the Pegasus, Pegasus uh, project. Uh, re- uh, findings have been uh, revealed, and obviously mm. the last one there was quite quite shocking. It was spy is uh, uh, spyware developed by an Israeli tech firm, uh, which is used by many governments across the world to compromise journalists and uh, other dissident phones who they didn't like. And once they got once the phone was successfully infected, uh, not many were, I think, in the end. But once it's successfully infected, uh, the software can then turn on the microphone it can listen to conversations it can record all calls it extracts all the data immediately from the phone so you basically have that person's phone i mean it's pe- quite shocking. people have been saying that like for example if you talk a lot about i've probably had this if i talk about oh running shoes i really want a new pair of running shoes and you talk about that a lot or other things it comes up on your that's, that's however against popular belief it's not actually due to them listening to you uh it's from the fact that in the algorithm you'll be you're then thinking about new running shoes so what you're doing kind of the algorithm is extreme extraordinarily clever and it can almost guess well you're looking at these sorts of things you're 
typing, you can look at your patterns and your search history, and that's almost what your mind does at the same time. So it's almost mimicking the mind to thinking, oh, you want a new pair of running shoes. Well, you've been doing this research about this. You've been going on runs, for example. Oh, right. If I recognise it, it's, it's quite fascinating. Well, it, it's, it, it's still, it still it's is. Scary. It's scary. It though. is scary, yeah. though. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, touching on... Uh, Dominic Cummings yes. I think his interview obviously I don't know hopefully if, I think if you watch yeah, yes. th- I don't think if you're listening to this uh, via uh, one of our podcast platforms I think uh, it, it should be available to watch now but um, if you're watching this on uh, no it should be av- the clips are available already oh, on BBC there's, there's a preview but the actual yeah. programme airs tonight on uh, BBC 2 I think at 7pm yes. so um when I get home this evening, I'll definitely be catching on to that. I think it'll be great to hear. Mm. Uh, there was a preview, and it, it did seem interesting. It said, um, so you were under fire. Is this you backfiring, you know? Oh, very um, very, very snappy, snappy Yeah, no, it, it looked like a very good interview. Hopefully it goes better than the Prince Andrew interview, I must say. <laughs> uh, yes. yes. Well, I'm sure Donald Cummings will be sweating. Uh, yes. Absolutely. You don't not... sweat. Did <laughs> he go to that piece to express and woking Donald Cummings? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, his alibi is more by the castle, I think. Uh, so, yes. And obviously, I think this is um, the rec- a record 430 migrants in one day across the channel. It's quite quite something. Uh, obviously, they uh, they were claiming asylum, but I think Priti Patel makes a good point. They can, if we look at migration, they can be claiming asylum maybe the countries uh, which they first land on, and that's how it can be processed. Because obviously, the UK is having a big crackdown at the moment mm-hmm. on any form of illegal migration. Uh, with the new new bills being introduced, which is quite quite interesting. I mean, the the width of the channel is it, at one point. How far how far do you, do you know? Do you know? Uh, that's what I'm trying to, to trying to um, research now. How wide is the English Channel? About twenty one miles wide. That's that's quite quite far. wide. That is quite wide. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, that, that is very very wide. I must say, it's a long way, mm. especially out at sea. Definitely. Yes. Mm. Well, I must say, it's obviously this week we didn't actually get a guest on. So uh, you, you, you get you, well first. We'll move, I suppose we'll move on to our recommendations. On. So yeah. What, so what? What's on your? What are your recommendations for this week, Oliver? Took me a while to get that jingle up. Well, reading wise, obviously after his very successful week and tour. Uh, I have, if you can see via the Manx Radio Vision camera, uh, I'm going to start, I think my father's read this book, so uh, I thought, oh, i better read it. It's probably written quite a while ago, but it'll still be interesting to look at an earlier point in his career. But it's Boy Racer uh, by Mark Cavendish. It's an autobiography, my journey to Tour de France record breaker. And he certainly, I don't know when this was written, but he's, he's a record breaker now. Um, and obviously watching-wise, it's the Tour de France because... Uh, I was watching uh, Cav sprinting to I think it was second or third. He, he didn't. He didn't. He could have got his stage win record. He could have got the outright record on Sunday, but he did, he didn't manage to on the Champs Elysees in Paris. It was very exciting, uh, but he got sort of blocked in. Uh, anyway, but I, I've been watching bits and bobs of the the Tour de France and listening wise today. I was listening to the Tim World sitting a bit of Manx politics. It's very interesting. I caught on to a bit at the start and just listening to a bit again here in our wonderful studio uh, since the, the the listening is uh, is published and, and recorded and aired live by uh, Max Radio so uh, yes uh, obviously listen to the new president get elected in 
Archie, what are your recommendations for this week to our listeners? Well, my recommendations for a reading is quite a light, quite easy read introduction to philosophy, which is the philosophy files. They're, they're quite quite entertaining to read. They're not too heavy. Uh, but that has definitely led me to heavier philosophy books. Uh, I think that uh, it, it's not the heaviest of the philosophy books I have. I have one which is On What Matters when I bought when I was about 13. Very confident which I bought it. And I couldn't understand a word of it. So I am <laughs> really? yet, I am attempting it again. And it does prove quite interesting. Uh, but philosophy files is a good one to ease into any form of philosophy. Yeah. Uh, watching wise, it, I, I remember, brilliant, I, saw, I must have saw a clip on YouTube the other day. The Death of Stalin. Uh, I think it's actually on, might be on Netflix again at the moment. It's a very, very good film. Uh, parodying like, the death of Stalin and the kind of the uh, all the vying for power after and like collective action all, all of, it's, it's comedy it's very satirical and very very funny so I do recommend a watch and listening wise I've gone for a piece of Beethoven uh, the Coraline Overture which is quite fascinating I right. must say it's very interesting mm. the death of Stalin I must, I must have a have a watch of that well we don't have again we don't have a guest on this week but what we do have is me. So I'm going to, Oliver's joyfully recommended I uh, speak to you for a minute without hesitation, deviation or repetition about Cote d'Ivoire. So I've done a quite a lot of research on Cote d'Ivoire at my EPQ dissertation on, on Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, so I will mainly focus on kind of its um, divides. So it's, it's had many divides in its own society. It's a country uh, relatively small in West Africa, West, uh, Northwest Africa. Uh, it had a big, big boom in the cocoa industry originally, and it's faced many civil wars uh, recently. Um, but most of these civil wars, most of the crises which have happened there from post-1990, have actually linked uh, to the... a link back to the... Um, Political military crisis there can be linked back, uh, kind of to their first president Felix Ophoa-Bony, who ruled for 33 years, uh, and he did actually have whether this is actually uh, with it, with voter fraud or not, he had a very very high um, voting rate, like 99%, which is um, slightly questionable, I'd say. <laughs> um, but lots of lots, lots of the kind of new political crises all formed from the division after he left office, and obviously. The, he had a cocoa fund, which then he used to, instead of supposed to be there to pay cocoa workers when the cocoa price drops in the international market, but instead it was used to build a copy of St. Peter's Basilica, but build a copy of that in the jungle, which wow. is a beautiful building, I must say. Um, but again, most of his kind of allies there. Uh, most of his comrades, not that he was, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, a communist, but I should say, most of his <laughs> uh, allies uh, within governments and his opponents all then were vying for power. And you still see, I think it's uh, Gab, I can't pronounce the last name, of Laurent something, who's the current, uh, oh, is it over, <laughs> I can't pronounce that for surnames, I can only pronounce Felix Ophoa-Bony because I researched and learned that. Um, but most of the current leaders of Cote all uh, stem from kind of his time. So there's no new political figures really emerging. Mm -hmm. They're all quite old uh, dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. Just a minute. Just yes, a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> no, just a minute perhaps next week I'll. It, yes. I'll talk about something for a minute. Indeed. Yes. I'll have to have a good think good of what think. I can. Can talk from yeah. minute. And and maybe just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say uh, that has wrapped up this week of yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. 
and hopefully we'll have uh, an interesting topic for you all next week. Yes, uh, well, you never know. We, we haven't quite decided what we'll do yet, uh, as we're uh, doing some interesting uh, interviews outside of this. Yes, but uh, if you do currently. have any suggestions, please do let us know. Yes. If you'd like to be a guest, please let us know. Uh, so, yes, join us next time for a discussion about you. Well, we'll decide then. Uh, leave a like, subscribe, and stay tuned for more. Or share it to your fellow friends who might be interested in politics. You can find the podcast version of this on Max Radio's website, uh, as well as your favourite podcast providers. You've been politibabbled. <laughs>